0: Okay. Good evening everybody. So um we're up to the ninth midah. and uh, we started um explaining that that the the remark these Midas are the 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 midas that we we actually say at tashlich and we, hopefully to this Safer, actually we'll have will have more appreciation what those words that we're saying at Tashlach mean, but more importantly during the year um, to, to implement it in our life on, on a daily basis, not just on a Rosh Hashanah type life. So the next Semida is the Sashlach, again we're in the, we're, we're the Ramak, the Moshe Kordavaro, is darshaning, he's expounding and elucidating on this verse in this Pasuk in Michah, and the next part, the next clause, the next Midah of this verse, of this pasuk is V'sashlech b'msulis yom kol chatosem. Like Tashlech, you should cast all the sins uh, into the depths of the sea. Zumid the Baruch This is a good attribute um, of Hashem. And now here, and you will see why soon, soon the author, the Ramak, says it's a good attribute. It, sometimes a person may think this is a bad attribute, a bad midah, but as we'll see and we'll explain, this is really a good attribute. It's actually a very kind attribute, even though at first value maybe we think it's not. Shari'a Yisrael Chatu, when the Jewish people sin, now, Kodesh Baruch Hu waits and is patient, um, but ultimately, when we sin, uh. If we're not corrected, if we're not corrected, then we could really end up in the worst places. Uh, a child who never is potched, uh, now again today, potching is way more complicated than it was historically just because of the nature of youth, but a child who's not disciplined uh, will become wild or, 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 and in many cases problematic. I would just, just this afternoon, I was reading something, El Elyak's book on Eistok, which was her town, her shtetl, in Lithuania, and talking about uh, how that within 20 or 30 years, this shtetl, which for about a thousand years, was a place of Torah, a place of Tfilo, a place which had a yeshiva, which the Hametz Chaim learned in, and Rechaim Oizer learned in, and other great people, we 're totally the winds of modernity we 're not just it 's one thing to be modern one thing to 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 you know incorporate in things of the world we live in, which is inherently nothing wrong with that, but it, the things which are not inherently trade. Uh but it 's another thing to in your quest for modernity to rebel against all that is holy and all that is great so she she talked to one person. Uh, amongst many, this guy, Deutscher was his name. He, he, he actually would, would leave Eichstock and he, and he was a, grew up traditional religious. And he decided that he was not going to be religious. And his act of rebellion was that he went to the cemetery on his grandfather, was a Torah scholar's grave, and ate a ham sandwich on Yom Kippur. And said, God, if you're really there, smite me now. The guy ate a ham sandwich in a cemetery on his own grandfather's grave, would have rolled over in his grave on your own kipper. Now, you're going to tell me, this person doesn't need to be corrected? The chutzpah, the arrogance, the, 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 the complete wrong perspective. Now what a Khalil if the Jewish people are, as a nation start gearing in the wrong direction? And, you, and it's not corrected, we could be lost. I was just, you know, I was just l- remarking with my charusa tonight. We were learning a, um, learning an arvei psochem. I said, to him, it's an amazing thing. We're Here we were spending weeks on some topic, some, you know, learning the Gemara, and then Rashi, and then the Tesis, and then there were all the Rishadim and the commentaries. And now we're learning the works of Rabbi Cairo, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, who is, is, is elucidating the tour? so Reza Carlos 550 years ago, who is elucidating dating the tour? who lived 700 years ago, who is elucidating um, the the Rashi uh, and the Rambam who lived 900 years ago, who was elucidating the Babylonians bab, bab, 1800 years ago, and we are here sitting, we're, we're an eternal nation, maybe at the end I'll touch on Hanukkah. We're an eternal nation, we're part of something great, and if, if the Jewish people stray. If we forget who we are, we lose who we are. The, the whole world is off. And so, Hashem, if we're sinning, if we're eating ham on Yom Kippur, or not doing that, but we're, we're losing who we are as a nation, as a people, as individuals, yeah, our sins are going to have to be corrected. And as we discussed earlier, every avera, every, every sin, causes a negative spiritual force, a negative malach to be created. But just like a mitzvah will create, create a, a positive spiritual force uh, to be Khatu uh, to... So Hashem gives us to the hands of Paro. To Paro. The lama uh which you might know, Paro will afflict us. And we, we know that most likely there's more than multiple Paros. And for 210 years we're in Egypt. Uh, 80 of them under serious avdah uh, servitude under Paro. And then we did tshuva. We repented. We returned to Hashem. We, we stopped walking like an Egyptian and started walking like Hebrew. Started so, walking like, like Kalal Yisrael. So um, if that's the case, if it was Hashem's plan that we were given into the hands of Paro, why was Paro punished? Now this is a question the Rambam, Maimonides asks, Ramban, Nachmanides and many other of the classical commentators. So, I'm not going to, we're not doing those their answers tonight. Um, well, Amma just very briefly, whether it's Paro or, or the next ones, the Rambam will say that although a nation will, will choose to punish us, no individual, anyone could have been the Paro, right? Anyone could have, if you're Nazi Germany, Hitler, it did not have to be Hitler. It could have been Goebbels, it could have been this one, it could have been uh, anyone. So, whoever did it, chose to do it. The Ramban says one of three things. Ramban will say the reason these nations will be punished afterwards is it didn't have to be that nation. It could have been, it didn't have to be Egypt, it could have been Phoenicia, it could have been whatever, whatever the, the Assyrians, whatever it would have been, the Babylonians, Nimr was alive then. It could have been another country. This country chose, chose to like the Jews. Number two is they overdid it? Even though God wanted them to put their hand, they over, they they overdid over it and again. Also, this idea of uh, of of in, in individuals comes up. So, the will say a little bit differently. We know that Sancheiriv was the head of the Assyrians. He surrounded Jerusalem. Sancheiriv was the was the Assyrian king who exiled the ten shvat and the ten tribes. We Haman and Haman, which from we all know from Persia. Who would who would literally put the Jewish people on, on a genocidal track? So a baruch hu puts these wicked kingdoms, these us because of our sins, um, into their hands. And a kodesh baruch hu is not chen b'va loymer shuvah betshuvah im lo yoyla aira. There's there's no, no bad. So Yistal, Paro, and then when we're bad, right? Um, we're bad, so then Paro should disappear, or sancher should disappear, or um, or Haman will just disappear. They'll just disappear. No, that's not what happens. We do tshuva, we return, we fix our fault, right? We're no longer eating ham on a grave of our grandfather, on Yom Kippur. <laughs> but by the way, if you think that sounds crazy, to you and me, when a Jew marries a Gentile and lives a Gentile life, like down my block, when I see a guy who went, this is not a Jew who didn't grow up and knew nothing. This is a Jew who grew up knowing something, didn't grow up religious, but he grew up in a, a conservative background, lives right down the block from me right here. He had a tree in his house. I walk by his house and I see a tree. This Jew who grew up knowing, knowing something, who saw his grandparents. Is eating ham on his grave, right? He, he, they, he knew better. Sometimes you meet Jews who didn't know anything about Judaism. They got married. Okay, what's That's a that's a, that's a, a malady of our generation. I'm not saying I get to go, but but this guy knows better, right? Uh, uh, you have you have a yid who goes ahead and and puts in does a, lives a lifestyle which is totally against the Torah when they know better, or or, or Jews who just go ahead and live a life without completely stepping on the uh, on on all of their ancestors Misra on on throughout the generations no connection right you have a state of Israel today I, i'm bothered to the core as we talk as we, we talk on Hanukkah about about how the Maccabees the Hasmoneans were meiser nefesh who, who put themselves on the line to fight for the Beit Samigdash and use only kosher oil we have Government leaders of a a government today, which is, which is, which is, which the whole, the whole, they have almost nothing in common amongst this government, uh, but for a couple of agendas. One of their agendas is to destroy religion as we know it in Israel, and one of the top things they're discussing now is changing the whole coastal, literally at the coastal, to change that, to, to change that, that, that reality. Right, that is stepping on the ste- uh, on, on, on the on the Yidden who cried and dominated at the Kodesh for, for 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 generations. Um, but even when these when these Jew when they, when they when they do tshuva, right? Mirzah this gentleman down the block, Bradley, will do tshuva. Every Jew couldn't shoot do tshuva. Every there's no Jew who's totally lost. Every Jew, and we'll get to it in a second. Many of them be before tshuva but to. to to understand what we're doing, why we're doing. we... All, we Listen, we love every Jew. I'm just... <laughs> it's all about not loving every Jew. And, and even the Jews who step on the graves, we want them to do tshuva. We love every Jew. And Hashem loves as much as we should love every Jew with all of our heart, Hashem loves them more. Right? And what happens then is, is when we do tshuva, it's not that Haman or Paro or Sanchirev get disappears. Haman gets destroyed. Paro gets destroyed. Sanchirav gets destroyed. Right? they get destroyed. Eliyashuv omo Haman, on it flips on Haman's head and Haman's the one who gets hung and Paro almost drowns and eventually uh, all of his kingdom goes down and San Sancher uh, gets all of outside the gates of Jerusalem his whole army dies over the night and then he gets murdered by his own son. Why does this have to be that way? That when we do tshuva those enemies who Hashem gave us into their hand by the way I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of Jewish history. One of the amazing things in Jewish history is almost all of the greatest rishayim in history, or the greatest wicked people, whether it's Stalin or Hitler, you go down the line, they're going to come for the Jews. <laughs> they're coming for us, right? They look at, you know, we we put them on the map, we gave them their modus operandi. They're coming for. They're going to come, end up uh, coming for us. And the reason it is this way is beside, we know that there's an idea called a scapegoat, which we'll touch on briefly tonight. Venasa haserah all of us The scapegoat, which we gave the word scapegoat, which comes from us, will carry their sins s- into this, you know, craggy type, uh, con- the country the Pusuk says. Uperusho, the scapegoat is nice of mamish. Right? It literally it literally carries the sins. In the old days, a kohen gadol, where you had Tanakh in English, where, where one of the, the, the highlights of the service of Yom Kippur, the avodah of Yom Kippur, was a kohen would put his hands on the on this goat, do Vidoi confess on behalf of the entire Jewish nation and send it out of Jerusalem on Yom Kippur. This is a major part of the avodah of the service. But Frecht asks the Ramak. What is this? We sin, we create these negative malachim, and the 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 sayer, the sheep is go, was going is going to atone. So, this is how this mida, this attribute works. Okay. Um, we confess. The first step of tshuva is confession, admittance. Right? When a person is cognizant and aware of, and is willing to articulate and to admit error, mistake, ha adam the and his kavana with his videos the kabal alav tahara. The person wants to purify themselves. They want to. They want to sanctify themselves. They want to leave their their, their path, which is destructive, on on all levels. Now here's the thing. Well, I, I've explained. I think I did in, in the share one point. So historically, I did when did Shari tshuva that every sin, every avera, is a rebellion at some level, whether it's purposeful or or even lack of standard of care. In other words, a person is just not careful. That's also a level of rebellion. If a person sins unwillingly because they don't care enough, what you're really saying is to God is you don't matter that much. Because if a person really, really cared, they would, they, would be, they would put protective safeguards or they would be careful not to even get in a situation where they would transgress the Torah, where they would be ma'avret satayra. So a person, whenever they send the first thing is they, they take away the rebellion. We know that Chathayim, part of the Sefer, is Kabbalistic in nature. And it focuses on the, the Sifrit Kabbalah stress. When a person does an Avera, it damages the soul. It damages the neshama. It damages who we are. And the next thing, when the person does true is they, it cleanses the neshama, cleanses the soul. The third thing, which we'll get to in a second, is every avera. Of course, the opposite is by mitzvah. Every mitzvah brings closer to God. Every mitzvah purifies the soul, and every mitzvah creates a malach, a positive malach. Well, an avera creates a negative malach every time that a Jew, Chalilo Vachas, does an Avera, they create a negative spiritual force in this world. So David himself said in tongue, Herev generously cleanse me, scrub me from any spiritual damage, from any Avera I did right, when do we, when do we, when do we say, cleanse with your tremendous mercy, any damage a person eats non-kosher, it damages the soul, if a person sees improper sights, damages the neshama, a person speaks Lashen hara, damages the neshama. sval El Shiasurim Kalim, um, and um, um, <laughs> we daven that any yisurim, which is very often the way, which David he, he he explained that David, when he was davening, he should cleanse me generously. Said, yeah, I know I have to be cleansed, but don't cleanse me in a way, don't matar me in a way where it's going to be a yesurim Torah. It shouldn't be yisurim raim. In other words. I, a person may need to be cleansed, but they could, if they don't do, ch- through their verus, through, through, through usurim, because um, usurim take the place. Now, I did mention, I think, previously in this class, that sometimes a person could do chesed, acts of kindness. I, I did say this, because I talked about Mrs. Klein and her Chavar Kedisha. Kindness, putting themselves out to have guests, you know, sometimes a person doesn't want to have guests. They don't realize that the efforts to make him guests is taking off your certain uh, of travails and to fix themselves in other ways. Slaqah certainly can take the place of your certain And most profoundly, Torah, sharing of Torah, sharing of truth, because remember, sin, in Avera, Brings Hashem out of this world. When a person does an avera, when a person does a sin, it takes a Kaddish Baruch out of the world. It takes it removes Hashem out of uh, um out of uh, the, the 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 world. So he says. So so when a person teaches Torah. He brings Hashem into the world. That's fixed. That's a tremendous fix. person makes a kiddush Hashem. It sanctifies a Kodesh Baruch Hu's name uh, in the world. Uh, but he doesn't want Yisuram wrong. David does not want to have Yisurim travails and cleansing, which will knock him out, and, and he won't be able to fully serve Hashem. V'chamu mechavim b'yosu'oim v'atat Right, we also say this in this is in, in Ashamnu uh, when we do when we, when we do vidui we say that when we get yisurim we take it b'saver panim yafas okay b'nei that if a Jew breaks the Shabbos breaks the Shabbos and does tshuva they need to have besides on kippur besides they need to have some form of yisurim some forms of of, of travail, so again you could do chesed or torah and take the place, but maybe it may or may not be enough depending on a lot of things. So let's say a person doesn't do enough chesed or that the that yisurim that, that a person does right fix a person. So when a Jew, I mean Frank, I mean I want to you know when we when we eat ham on our kriyat, we we don't do exactly that, but we have to think what we do sometimes. When this guy eats ham on his grandfather's grave on Yom Kippur, <laughs> his pious grandfather on Yom Kippur. Uh, so when you want to fix that, it's not. It's not like you know. We we we, we tend to imagine that we just take an eraser, or, or we ignore that, and the next year on Yom Kippur we fast. But no, the person actually when they eat ham on Yom Kippur, on their grandfather's grave in a cemetery, I, I'll give you how many things the person did wrong, <laughs> that that didn't disappear. That there's tremendous damage that, hap- that happens when someone does that. Um, and by the way, in that case, obviously, people knew in that town and caused a tremendous khil HaShem on top of that. We say, because sometimes we need the Yisurim. And if a person has tests or challenges, whether it's all kinds of ailments, or, or, or you know, or family issues, or whatever it may be. I'm not talking about self-imposed family issues. If a person's, excuse my word language, a jerk and then they get into fights with people, then that's not a, that's not a, that's your self-caused. <laughs> you did that to yourself. No one did that to you. I'm talking about you doing your best, and yet you have people in your family who will give you a hard time. I know a, a tzaddik of a guy right now. Just two of his children got divorced. What a tragedy! Terrible. Not you know. He, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging. I don't know the kids well enough, but he he's suffering from that, so that that is a concern. That that's certainly that's certainly a, a challenge. So when we confess. Pirsu b'zayar, parshas Shu chilek chilek is is the language of Satan. Sam so that's the angel of Satan. Uh, so what, what um, they get this goat? The goat is representing the Yetzirah here. the name of Satan. It goes on this sayer. the so I'm, I'm going to explain what this means. It's a little bit complex. The the idea of the scapegoat. The idea of the scapegoat is as follows: person confesses, they take care of the rebellion. They work on themselves. They take care of the cleansing of their soul. What about the negative malachim that they caused when they when they did this avera? That stays in the world. What they do when they confess and put it on the donkey is they put those negative malachim. On this donkey, There's a lot more to say. It's not Yom Kippur. We're not going to get too too much in the asatar. But suffice it say that they're transferring the force onto this scapegoat. Uh, The negative, malach and kol iskago al samachem vatam shkash barhu gaza al alamon. Shkomi shiyaseken ispatal. Is it time? You should, right? When you do tshuva, you. You take it, um uh, he, he gets into an animal who is involved in, if a man, Sodom, uh, has be shelled with an animal, he killed the animal, or we take away the stone or the sword, we bury it of, that's used for capital punishments, and the reason we do it is because when a person is killed in the, the 1 in 70 years situation where a person is killed for a capital crime, the So their death if they would get that death penalty um, will atone for their rebellion and cleanse their soul but the negative spiritual force will actually go on let's say the sword or on the animal and they'll they'll be taken care of this is is complex matters but what's important to you and I by the way is when we do it on Rosh Hashanah we do Tashlech that's literally what we're doing we don't have a scapegoat today we don't have a Telech today when we go and do on an Rosh Hashanah Tashlich, what we're really saying is the, after we're doing tshuva, after we're atoning and confessing and we're, we're spiritually cleansing ourselves, we're going to throw the averus. We don't throw bread; that we don't do. That's a wrong mid-hug. We're going to throw our averus into the sea. The saslich, the yam kol katas. Throw it into the depths of the sea. We're going to go ahead and get off the negative spiritual malachim, and throw it into the sea. It has to go somewhere. In other words, there's the a spiritual reality that's created in this world, almost like, um, for those who are into science, right, when you transfer matter into energy, when it becomes kinetic, um, so there's a reality that the world. It has to go somewhere. It, it, even though you can cleanse yourself, even though you could take away your rebellion, you still create this negative spiritual force. The idea of the the scapegoers to put it on that the idea of Tashlech throwing your sins into the sea is the same thing and now that's also the idea why when we sin as a nation we're given over to the hands of these terrible terrible um brutal murderers of Haman and Paro and Sancher when we we, we do tshuva it flips on their head it's going to flip on their head how does that work um that's also uh, the idea of the Tselem, the statue, for those who have never learned this work, the Sefer, I would strongly suggest the Sefer Daniel. <laughs> In Daniel, it talks about the Tselem of Nebuchadnezzar and the four kingdoms uh, of of. of, of of Babylonia, Persia, Greece, and Rome, and how we'll be under all those four subjugations. Of course, in Hanukkah, we, we know with with Yavan about Greece. So in the in the dream of Daniel, and Daniel's dreams, he sees he saw beyond Melch Babel, and the, the Melch Babel, the head is of gold. Now again, these are four kingdoms we mentioned in different ways in, in the in the book of Daniel, which is very messianic, very future. About what's going to be with the Jewish people in the future? The, the book Sefer Daniel. It's in Aramaic, so it's, a, it's actually a hard Sefer to study. So the, the language is in mm-hmm. Rasha At one point, Daniel sees this massive statue with a gold head, Nychnahu mm-hmm. and the head uh, was subdued. And then the Paris, the Jews were given over to Persia to Paris, right to, um, for Cyrus. And then eventually it will be in the hands of uh, of and Haman. Ushen chadoy di chsaf that its chest and its arms were of silver. V'chena nidchu elu ipnei elu. And one flipped to another. Of course, Darius II, who Darius the Persian, who was the son of Achashverosh and Esther, would be murdered by Alexander the Great. Um, so it would be well. V'chena nidchu elberei shiyardi sulagoyim ben hont. The that would see that. The feet, um, which which was iron and clay, um, and then ultimately, of course, the, the, the main thing will be will be Rome, which is this, which is this massive part. But Baruch Hu, Then ultimately, these kingdoms that afflicted the Jewish people, they'll have the din. Babylonia will be crushed. Persia will be crushed. And We know that historically, that's what happens, right? They are destroyed you go find me, go, 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 to, go, to, go to Greece today and see me or, or, or where you find anything to do with the ancient Greece. The fact that there's a country Greece has nothing to do with it. In fact, many of what you call Greeks today, the, even the country, even though they're, they're sparring, are actually Turks, okay? They were taken over by Turkey for hundreds of years. There is no ancient Greek society. Plato is no more in Greece than anywhere else. As a society, as a culture, what you call Greece is gone... Babylonia, certain is now a country called Iraq. I don't think you have anything in common with ancient Babylonia, and in fact, it's a it's it's a destroyed country, and it has been for long periods of time. And Iran, of course, is going to be Persia. So Daniel says, Bahadan and is and actually then we crushed together." That's how that's the work of Daniel. He was Al put the field It's just defeat. That it talks about how the head get chopped off, the body got chopped off. They will be lost. When, in other words, they who afflicted us, right? Just like um, I'm not going to get into the discussion, but the Nazis who thought they'd have a thousand year Reich—that's what they called it—a thousand year Reich would be totally and utterly destroyed and hunted down by Jews, like 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 by, by Jews, um, um, like Wiesenthal. And, and Nuremberg trials and murder themselves and hung and, and get the punishment they, they get deserve. And there, there, there's no, you know, even though the, there's no remnant of them, there's no remnant of what they did. After they punished us, they're totally destroyed. Uh, us and I mean, Spain, after the Inquisition, would be would, would, would disappear from history in a short period of, after they expelled us, in a short period after. Do you think about Spain today? You know, since we left I mean, by 1588, when the, when the Spanish Armada lost lost in battle to Elizabeth, I mean they they were they've been nobodies, I mean, Nobodies, and they and they themselves had tremendous losses in different places, not as bad as some of these other places. So also the Kach Baruch Hu, um, and Hashem is actually going to bring back at the, at the end of time and judge them again. the uh, Behem Din bring judgment. Besashlof Mitzuosam Katasam. And because the sins, our sins, of the Jewish people, which they, which caused them to punish us, it's actually going to go flip on their head. Uh, because these negative forces, are the And the Rishayim will be, uh, will, will, will be, um, will be, uh, the, the, Actually, we "Just the, pas- the, pas- the pas- and the wicked are like uh, stormy seas, which can't be quiet. The refish and it gets waters which uh, which are, which are, are dirty and, and, and destroyed. these people who do who who punish us, who afflict us, as uh, who we did shuvah Haman gets hung. When we do tshuva, Sanherv dies. First his army gets annihilated on the outside of walls of Jerusalem Then he'll be murdered by his children. Um, and Paros' whole army will drown in the sea. And Paros kept alive only for a specific purpose. Here's, amazing, here's, here's the amazing thing. When we do tshuva, even the punishment, right, even though even the punishments this guy who ate him, or, or anyone who does that or you know any parent who has to punish the child Rachmanis, and they, they for their own child's good any normal functional parent who punishes a child it hurt should hurt them to punish their child it should hurt them to do anything um, of of the sort but, but but they do it for the sake of the child and therefore after the punishment if sometimes if this if, if, if in God's sense, he has to put a nation to hurt us in order that we don't veer off forever on the wrong track. By the way, think, don't, don't think for one second that if Claudius saw the Jewish people as a nation would be Tzaddikim in Eretz Israel, there would be no Hezbollah and no Hamas. It, it's not because of the Mufti of Jerusalem who was a Russia. Or, or Nasser, who was a Roshar, or Husseini, who was a Rosh, All these people were striving their our enemies. Of course, in the fight. But if we would keep Torah and Mitzvah's Kedabai properly, they would not be there. <laughs> they would not be there. right uh, if, if, if if we would be living the lives that we're supposed to be, we wouldn't have these enemies. Right? Part of this is to remind us we would not be too comfortable in the land of Israel. I hate to say it, that if... We'd have no enemies. I would hate to see Tel Aviv, (laughs) and I'd even hate to see Jerusalem today, because we're just not where we're supposed to be. Um, And the fear and the pachet, a little bit, is what keeps us uh, uh, in in, in line. Um, But certainly, if we do tshuva, it goes on them. And not only that, here's the punchline over here. Even Hashem feels bad for even what happened, and that when the, when He has to he take off those negative spiritual forces, He puts it on those who hurt His children. He puts it on the Egyptians who afflicted us, on the on the Persians, on the on the Greeks, on all on the Germans, who all of these on the Nazis, all of them. As the Apostle says in Zachary, I did a little and they did did much. Now, again, let me just stress one thing. The, the, when Hashem who punishes us for us eating ham on our grandfather's grave on Yom Kippur, and you may think we don't do exactly that, we do do something like that. Kapala Yisrael so does something like that. I'm just using that example. I read that today. I was I was revolted, but but, but I hate to say it when it, when a Jew, a Yiddish, a, a good person, does breaks Torah mitzvah which our ancestors were remeisher nefesh to keep Torah to. To have 2,200 years of Chanukahs with light in the darkness, right? And, and a Jew could do acts and live a life completely forgetting about a Baruch or Rahman right? So, we're doing it to the extent that. Um, it may not be as dramatic or as in your face, but that's really what it is to an extent. But Hashem, when after we do tshuva, it's the power of tshuva, by Sai. after we do tshuva, He, and, He, there's a charata that even have to happen. In other words, I mean, it's not that we're, we're it, it, not only does it erase the damage, it erases it that when the Egyptians, whoever punished us, that should have never happened. That should have never, and they, they get punished. Now, what about you and I? We're not We're not judging the world, but here's the thing. coming in the zoo, this meal of Hashem, that he's so does tshuva, even for the worst, most vulgar, most, most, flagrant violations of Hashem's uh, we, just like Hashem is totally forgiving so much so that, that even the, the punishers get punished and the, the negative spiritual forces go on them it's not that they disappear, they get punished um, we deal with other people right? if you, this person you know, the grandfather would meet his grandchild who ate on his grave and is this grandchild one day sitting in bed, realizing what did he do, right? He he's now you know my father once told me I I, I, I think I mentioned probably over the years he once had a client, uh, this guy did nothing zero 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 yiddish kai, no Hashem in his life nothing I don't know nothing not his whole life is not kosher not Shabbos not filling not no, no mitzvahs nothing Pesach nothing. And in 2001, this guy got killed in the dot com crash. He lost like 90% of his assets. So he calls my father, who was the only religious Jew he knows. My father's a CPA. He, was the only, he looked at my father, he was like the chief rabbi of uh, South Florida. because uh, that was the religious Jew that he knew my father. a was a good man, very good man, he was a good person to call. He calls my father, and he tells him, What does God want from me? <laughs> What does God want? How about, why are you asking every day of your life and every decision in your life? But here, this guy loses his money. I don't know, invested in Cisco and in, in Tahono they invested in. I think it's in Cisco for those on this call. Right? Hey, hey, what does God want for me? Right? What happens to me that he asked that question, it's already a plus, don't, don't get me wrong. But if he would say, what does God want for me? and the chuvo, Right? Then it wouldn't, that fixes the whole thing. And when we deal with people, you know, it's we, we, we sometimes, someone really hurts us. I, I'm going to say this, I'm not going there because, my, my, but I am going there. My mother in law, she's a professor of social work, she deals with molesters and everything in the world. There is probably nothing more damaging to a person, Rahmanullah. These usually they're mentally ill, very sick people. We live in a sick world today, unfortunately. I, I you know where with this with this type of things happen, where a person could hurt somebody. Um, I, 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 that probably is the most extreme case. But whatever it may be, where a person it damages you, hurts you, you see a person is a town in the old days they had something called a meiser. What a miser meant is a person who bad badmouth or entitled on the Jews to the Russian government the Russian government was 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 systematically not anti-semitic Semitic, systematically looking almost genocidally anti-semitic were killing Jews were calling Jews to with with the anti-semitic decrees economically putting Jewish boys in the young ages into armies looking how to convert to Jews and destroy Judaism in Russia and many Jews would end up in Siberia with no recourse or other places. And a Meiser was the worst enemy of every town because the only way you could survive in Russia was not to listen to a government that was out to destroy you. So a Meiser would tell the government, you know, they're, they're learning in yeshiva not going to the army. Or they're not paying enough taxes when they're charging some 40% tax." There is no mitzvah, by the way, of Dinah Moklus, following fine laws of land for a, a country that's out to destroy you. Right? There's no, you don't have to listen to Nazi Germany kill you. And you don't have to listen to Tsarist Russia kill you either. And a Moser would have been a person who would have been so corrupt, so Jewishly off, that, to hurt uh, uh, other Jews by, t- by telling the Russian government for self-betterment, his own self-betterment. Uh, if this, these kind of evil, wicked people would do tshuva even in Russia, and you see him in bed, or you don't even see the tshuva, you see him in pain, in bed, suffering, you can assume that thinking tshuva, or, because the Jews, even the most wicked of Jews, their soul is pure, A the shama of a yid, is a pach shal shevin, is a candle, is, is every Jew has a, has a core, right, some Jews grow up knowing nothing, some Jews grow up with the wrong families, and they start on the wrong truck, and some Jews choose wrong, Whatever it may be, every year, every Jew without exception wants to keep Hashem's wall. And just how much junk and muck is there. And with this Jew and you see this Russia, this this, this terrible person in pain and suffering, and they're doing tshuva. I'm not saying they don't do chuba, I'm not saying a guy could say I can care less. They're doing chuba, oh, he's not saying it. don't hate him. I think the the Thomas after a Jew gets whipped for doing something, breaking the Torah, uh, he's a K'a chicha. K'a chicha. He's like your brother. The more hamordim and nesham just like Hashem. Even the Jewish people, we do the can do the worst of Avis. Afterwards, he wants us. He loves us. He wants us. And it regret. Not a it's not a regret. That the 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 punishers get punished, right? or he lets our sins go into the sea, or on a, on a or on a scapegoat, he, we need to be able to forgive people, and to love all Jews. You know, and I say it's not, not lightheartedly, I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about this current government, which concerns me greatly, um, in Israel, because the millions of Jews, I, I, I said this many times, if you change the laws of conversion in Israel, you're not going to affect my children, that is Hashem, Because they're not marrying a bad convert. Why am I worried? Because they're going to affect millions of Israelis who don't know better. And their children are going to be messed up for eternity. They're going to to give a fake conversion and some noam living in Ranana is going to marry a girl who he thinks is Jewish from Herzliya and she's not Jewish. And his kids will be gayim. And it's all because of a government that did this. So, yes, I'm concerned. And we should all be concerned. But, but And yes, we should be concerned of all kinds of Jews. By the way, of religious Jews doing terrible things. All kinds. Of, but, but after you know, although I, I will just say, most Torah Jews um, are not doing terrible things. But There are those who do, right? I mean, terrible things is breaking Hashem's Torah, right? I, you know, but we love all Jews. This is, this is I, I, you know, I, it's like... We, you we, we, after what bothers me today, as much as anything else I'm sharing, is that we can know a Jew is doing something wrong, but we can lose perspective a Jew is a Jew is a Jew is a Jew. A Yid, to love all Jews, and certainly when a Jew comes back, does juvo, even the worst person, even the miser even that sick person who hurt people. I mean, if, again, a lot of those people are... Like lot, it doesn't mean you have to be very concerned about that. I'm not saying... But, but when, they, when they do, they're really repentant to forgive. Right? We live in a, in a, in a cancel culture. Um, and I, and there's, no, there's no question, in a cancel cancel culture, there's, there's an author of books right now. I'm not sure how much of you have seen this in Israel. One of the biggest Israeli authors of religious books. He's accused of something in Israel right now. And I don't know if it's true or not true. But what I, do, what I do believe, unfortunately, if this guy really did do it, uh, is people won't forgive him. <laughs> you know, I know, because most people already judged him in the public fair. Again, he may be guilty. I have no idea. It mean, very possibly is. Uh, but afterwards, if the guy would, would cry and do this, people will never forgive him. Uh, we live in a world like that. They cancel, they want destruction. Or even if they cancel, there's not a feeling that Torah Hashem brings back. In fact, Everyone on this call, and everyone who will ever hear this call, most likely ninety-nine percent of the chance had some ancestors that were either idolaters, I hate to say it, in ancient Israel, or or were at one point. You know, we were obviously going back to the traditions of all the Orthodox, but we're, was maybe in Spain had to be Moranos, whatever it may have been. I, there's, no, there's no question, and Hashem forgave our ancestors, and that's why we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're a product of a nation of of where where we can do tshuva. Who knows what our ancestors were doing in Persia at the time of Mordechai before this happened. But when Mordechai came and called the Jewish people to do tshuva, we did tshuva with them. That's why we're on this call tonight. So we have to be forgiving of even the people who who hurt us or did, that we dislike when they did tshuva. The Ikari of Har and a Jew brings everyone in, that and Hashem and those who are, you know, those who are... um, who are punished by the way say the least I, I, I'm sure you've heard this or seen this there's parents whose children are hurtful and then they can never fully forgive his children it's terrible they always hold a grudge they always hold a grudge parents their kids the parents always I can never forget parents 40 years never forget who chuva, we have to do save him from the enemy, whatever it may be. all oh, don't say he's getting what he deserves. She, he's getting what she deserves. Let them get punished. This is a little bit tonight was a little bit uh, subtle, a little bit different. That's why I said he had to start with Mida Tova in the beginning, this idea of that our actions do cause both spiritual damage. And that when we do tshuva, the way tshuva could work is, again, taking off the rebellion, cleansing yourself, and then taking away the negative forces that a person creates. It actually goes not on us. It goes on, on those who hurt us. And the reason it does that is because Hashem totally, utterly forgives us at that point, And those who afflicted us unnecessarily, who chose to do it, now become the punishers. And on the case of Rosh Hashanah, Tashla to throw it to the sea, and the case of Yom Kippur to throw it into um, uh, to, on this on the scapegoat. know it is Hanukkah I just want to end with this. Like all of us who are on this call, and I know I can see the, the numbers every week. Many other people listen to this um, afterwards. Um, you know, Chanukah really is uh, about purifying ourselves, and uh, you know the nearest of Hanukkah Actually, I, I mentioned before I turned on the, on the recording. That I was interviewed today by Newsmax, and they asked me what Hanukkah is about. It was, it was actually totally giving me pretty much free reign, and what, what I pointed out, and, and I should could have embellished uh, and elaborated upon, but I didn't, and I didn't, have the time to do that, is you know th- there were two points of Hanukkah. There was the military victory of Hanukkah, that we were a few people. I, 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 you know, a small nation against the most powerful countries, uh, country in the world. And I said basically since, since like Cuba beating the armies of America and Europe combined. That's how overwhelming the military victory was. But the military victory would be lost 200 years later when the Romans conquered us. Okay, right? In fact, if you go to Jerusalem today, you can see that Hasmonean... Tower by the Jewish quarter, you can see the Asmonian gate. They're destroyed. We were the the military victory did not last. The reason that we celebrate Hanukkah today, and the most the most profound and important lesson of Hanukkah is a spiritual victory. It was, as I said earlier today on this, on this, it was a victory of hope over despair, a victory of light over darkness, a victory of the spiritual over the physical. And Yiddishkeit, Torah, Hanukkah is really all about that. It's becoming more spiritual people. So I just want to say to all of you who are learning a work like the work we're learning, this, this safer is all about being more of a spiritual Jew. You know, the nature of a person is to be physical. Greece had beauty. Uh, uh, you know, Greece had beauty, there's no question about it. But it was all, all about the physical world, all about the external. Yiddishkeit, Torah is about the internal world. Right? You now the gloss says that beauty is vain. Now, but, and a woman who fears God is praised. But if beauty is the Gain, it's connected to fear of God, then beauty itself is great. There's nothing wrong with beauty and externality if it's spirituality, if the focus is spirituality. So on Hanukkah, when we look at the Neiris, and we're learning a work like Torey we're really living the Hanukkah story. We're working on ourselves. So I want to wish everyone a lichtika, a lightful Hanukkah, a freylich of and that all really we are we're we're continuing by uh, by learning together. We're not we're not we are we're building off the mysterious Nefesh, the, the the clarity that our ancestors had that Chanukah of all Yomtivs we, we we're the light and it's also I didn't say this today yet, in the, when I got when I, my interview but I can tell you all it, the light of Chanukah is always about individuals. It was individuals who made the story of Chanukah. Who put themselves on the lines? Even each one of them could have said, "What could I do to fight Greece?" And it's individuals who will pass Yiddishkeit to their future generations. And the way we pass down to whether, our, whether it's our children or the people around us is when we realize that when we, the more the better that we are, the holier that we are, the more spiritual that we are, the more godlike, the more following Kachbarch we are, we will we will build the world around us. So with that, I thank everyone for listening tonight. I wish everyone a lift.